and and I have I have assurances from God that I'm okay, so I don't worry about whether I'm okay or not. Exactly. And God is big enough to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But but that's that's part, but Corey, that's foreign thing, that's foreign thinking to my generation of people. Oh, it's not just yours. That's that's just that's just a foreign way of thinking and and uh and and they've been hurted. We've been hurted all our lives, and the whole idea of freedom and independence from everything but God is is foreign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's foreign. It's really foreign. But they'll get there. Yeah, they'll get there. Oh, absolutely. They'll get kicking there. And, kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Because every because for everything that they're concerned about, God has made a provision. Mm -hmm. But I but it took me today, a lady, lady told me, uh, the Buddhist lady, she told me, say, uh, uh Daniel, Daniel trusted God and got thrown in the the lion did. How long ago was that? I said, that's a thousand years ago. Right. And then I reminded, I said, and the Holy Spirit hadn't been given. Calvary hadn't happened. Wasn't no bloodshed. Wasn't no, wasn't no re uh, resurrection early Sunday morning. Right. And he didn't have a book to read every time he Hello. thought he had some doubt. Right. He couldn't go open up Daniel right. chapter five. Right, right. He couldn't. Proverbs he chapter three. He couldn't. He, yeah, he couldn't reassure himself. Right, he couldn't go to that. He was okay. Three. Right. He couldn't read Isaiah. What is it? Isaiah forty. 40 and I, 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 I say, and when you trust people that you don't, but I mean, when you obey people that you don't trust, you're a slave. Right. <laughs> That's what that's what the slaves did. Uh, absolutely, because <laughs> they were they were considered property. So right, you know, I'm a I'm a I am a, a valuable. So we are joint heirs. Right, I gotta follow suit. Right, but anyway, the concepts are foreign. Absolutely, what a novel idea! Trust God. Yeah. You can't trust yourself. Right. I heard somebody go, ooh. I, I said, that's what got Adam and Eve in, in trouble. In trouble, right. They desired, they desired knowledge mm -hmm. over God. Yeah. And missed the whole, whole boat. Yeah, any of those, any of those patriarchs, when God spoke to them, they just trusted that he is who he said he was. Right. And, and, they, and their obedience and their obedience followed. Mm -hmm. They didn't obey first and then start trusting. Right. Actually, the two are some, some uh, uh, synonymous, I think. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's where we are. And Pastor Sir Dan 
and 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 listened and listened and listened and listened and amen and amen. <laughs> amen. All, he would, all, all he wants is the participation anyway. That's it. I mean, it doesn't much matter what's you know, that's what's interesting about Bible study. Uh because back in the day when I was I guess 18, well, actually before then, I started going to Bob Gay's Bible study uh, when I was like 17, 16, mm -hmm. 16 going on 17. Uh, my junior year in high school, I started attending his Bible study. And uh, but then as I got older, I started doing Gay's and the one at Mount Gilmore. But the one thing I do know at, at those, you know, respective studies, it wasn't about gaining. It wasn't about gaining. It was about acknowledging what it was that you knew pertaining right. to the scripture. Right. You know, it was your opportunity to show what you know. Yeah, that's wrong. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, look at me. And you would go on and on and on. Yeah, look at me. What you could digest or right. Or what you could look at uh, me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. What do you call it? Exer exergenesis from the tech, like whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. But it basically exergesis. Yeah, you know what I mean? From the text. <laughs> yeah, I see and all that stuff. I I you know, I appreciate it and I appreciate people who do all that kind of stuff. But if you aren't trusting God, you're wasting your time. Exactly. Period. Period. And 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 so much for the person that don't have your abilities. Right. Right. Somehow nobody gets left out. Yeah. Because they can't read. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and 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 unfortunately, people never think like that. Right. No, they don't. They don't think. They don't think of others. Yeah, yeah they don't. Who are less fortunate than them? Who are not as endowed? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's shame. It's shame. Shame. So just like when you look at our churches and try to understand how come how come how come no uh Hispanic people come to our church? Huh. What's that about? Huh. They <laughs> all in the neighborhood. The tradition. <laughs> they, own, they own all the houses. They do. The tradition. But no, it's just but that's uh, like I say, it, it it doesn't surprise me. But but every once in a while, I'll throw one out there, and 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 and, and everybody gets to everybody starts running to find the scripture. Oh yeah, to justify something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it says. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Why can't you just believe God? We, we have to reassure and reaffirm 
that then we God okay. said it. God said it, and we didn't. Right. Yeah, we just not, we don't want to go on your opinion. Right. But the amazing part is, if you made, yeah, but if you but if you made if you measure as my opinion, then you ought to treat my opinion accordingly. Yeah, it's going to be your opinion regardless. Because when you read the text, when you read that text, the evil quote will text back to him. Exactly. Or you're going to give some sense of what that means. Well, what is he saying right here? Well, he's saying this. Well, now he's saying what the text said. That's about all you can say is what the text said. Right. But then you're going to start with this, what well, I think, and I think, okay, now it's an opinion. So why are we going to the scripture to reaffirm that God said it when all we're going to say when we read it is I think, I think. I think it mean this. I think it mean that. Interesting. Well, what we need it for? If we just gonna go by what we think anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We leave with I all the time. Yeah. I, 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 I. Ain't 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 denied self in the least. Not even the slightest bit. Don't don't and, and be honest with me, don't really understand what that means. Right. <laughs> And they're still receiving, and they're still receiving the word in parables. Yeah. Because he ain't explained it to them. Right. Hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's, that's my generation, and I, and I got a special place in my heart, but it'll, our raggedy butts. Hey, it's it's not just yours. That's just generations, mm. mankind, generations of mankind. Right. I mean, it, 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 we just got through doing. We finished chapter thirteen of Matthew on the parables. Mm -hmm. We finished with him going to Nazareth, and everybody knew him so. He couldn't be whatever folks were saying he was. Because mm -hmm. uh, he's from there. And I got to and I got to mention to him, you know, we have a saying, we human beings have a saying that familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. And thousands of years later we're still suffering. From the same foolishness. Yeah. We don't. We 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 still we still won't hear God's message because we don't like how it's packaged. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad. It's just so sad. Yeah. And then we deceive ourselves when it's pleasurable and we enjoy the hoop. Oh, absolutely. Then we think we got it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 just a, an acknowledgement and a test and a testament to it, it being entertainment. Yes, 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 and for some reason, uh, I'm trying to figure out where we got the idea that we need entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's been from way back in the day. That started right. well before we started. Way back. <laughs> need, for, need for entertainment. It's it's funny, like when you when you when you look at what and Peter talked about it. We're about I want to jump in it, but Peter talked about why God gave scripture for reproach, you know, for uh, for growth to to encourage to exhort. Why God gave scripture the written word, and back then. When folk spoke, preached, whatever, it was to testify to what, and Peter talked about this, to what they had seen, right. to what they had witnessed, to things they had experienced. Right. And they weren't doing this again just so that to, to get a dollar or some money, you know what I mean? They were up preaching and teaching to indicate Christ had come, he's coming back, and we are to follow him. And that was, that was it. That was it. They were trying to give people what they were calling the good news. But what you see in a lot of churches, not all, you know, but in a lot of them is we aren't preaching to share the good news. It's, it's That's why it's so easy to get weary with well-doing. Because at some point you started out with, I'm trying to give you the good news. Then it goes to, oh, I'm just lecturing you about everyday issues that are going on in the church that we need to fix. There'd be a lot of preaching happens to fix issues going on in the church. Deacon can't get along with the other deacon, so we got to have a message about it. Uh, the light bill don't get paid, so we got to have a message about it. Mm -hmm. Somebody slept with somebody, so we got to have a message about it. You know what I mean? And it usually gets issues. Like these are things, the way the pastor addresses them in the pulpit, they get addressed. And then you go to a more mainstream, uh, I say mainstream, but a, 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 a bigger church that's in a lot more in tune with what's going on with the world. And now you got messages for the seasons. There's a war going on in right. Afghanistan. Then you right. got to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, got <laughs> messages for all, exactly. all the politics. All the world events. All the world events. Such and such was in the news for whatever, whatever. And they're trending. So we got to preach about it. So. Uh, and it's the more of lecturing, but it's not about giving people the good news because it's it's as though the good news has already been spread. Like people already told the good news, so now we have to. Everybody get, knows exactly. Now, now we have to, and, and the result of everyone knowing yep. is that we got a whole bunch of dummies, right? That need to be led and directed. Yep. Yep. 
got to preach to y'all. I got to teach you certain things. Right. And, and so, but what, but what's the Holy Spirit's job? Absolutely. And now, and now you're in this state, right? You're in this fog state, right? And this is where I'm getting to with the weary. Now you're in this fog state where, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are you there? Right. So now I got to find a reason for them to come. I got to entertain them. I got to do something to keep them coming back. And I'll sprinkle in a little bit of Bible, with, but but more motivation so that you can keep coming back and paying your tithes. Because that's important. And God will bless you. And God will bless you. But it just. You see, it, I'm trying to maintain this organization. That, that's it. And that's what I'm getting at. I, I, I must maintain this, this monster I built. I have to, because I got to keep getting paid. Yeah, folks can go out of any other kind of business, but they can't go out. Get out they can't go out of this kind of business. But they are. I, I know they are. This kind of business, they feeling like it's going out of style. <laughs> Hey, they ain't got. Left, they almost right. don't have no choice because people are leaving in droves. Absolutely, and then you can't keep up. You can't keep up all the expenses. I mean, the AC bill, the uh, uh, water bill, hey, the, the building fund. <laughs> oh man, and then all the salaries. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. Folks don't realize what they done bit off. Nope. Not from an organizational standpoint. Right, right. Yeah. There's one thing to have 10 people. It's another thing to have 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're running out of you. Right. Yep. Yes, sir. Second Peter. I think we could probably finish this chapter, brother. I thought we was at the end of. Yeah, this is the last chapter. We never we didn't start it last week. We didn't get to it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to it. Where we going next, buddy? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's all right. Honey. No more discussion. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I just was curious. Yeah. I flipped over my page. Oh, that's one job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that might be a good place to go. Uh, let's see. Second Peter chapter three, verse one, verse one, and it reads, "Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you." I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I love that. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own desires. 
They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's words, by God's word, the heavens came into being, the earth was formed out of water by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, instead is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything we will, we, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in the but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the air of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. There's the benediction, brother. We can pray and go on home. That was a great summary to a letter written mm -hmm. to them people. Mm -hmm. It was a great summary. Uh, because all he did was reiterate what he had been saying from the first Peter of chapter one. Be holy and don't be weary with well-doing. Oh, by the way, God is coming back. So be holy. It's um, 
And that's all he said. That's that's it. He he she talked about suffering, 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 and the way to beat suffering is obeying, trusting, believing, mm -hmm. and doing it again. Because at the start of this chapter, isn't it so profound how we just started saying this? The state of the church, what state of the modern day organized body of people gathering together, what are they doing? They're sleeping. And he just said, Peter, in verse one, he said, let me be, give you this letter. I have given you this letter. He said this two over two, what is that? Almost 1800, roughly maybe 1900 years ago, somewhere around 2000 years ago, maybe even more than 2000 years ago. We don't know. But when he wrote this letter, when he wrote this second letter to whomever he wrote it to, he said, I have written both of them, the first one and the second letter, as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I love that. Wholesome thinking. He didn't even say doing. He said wholesome thinking where you are internally. Why is that prevalent? It's prevalent because if the enemy gets into you internally, then he got you. If he could get you wore down inter internally, then you're going to start doing everything he wants you to do. You're going to start doing everything contrary to God. But he's telling them, I'm writing this letter to you so that you will continue to remain steadfast. So that you will continue to hold to what the prophets spoke. Because that's what we just started out. That's what we were just saying. Back then, they were giving you the good news so that you could follow it. That's what they were doing. They were giving you good news. They were giving you news to help position you for the first coming for the going away and for the third, for the second coming of Jesus and for the gathering of the saints in one place. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm trying to prepare you for the time. Like, well, when is that time coming? But see, that's the thing, right? Like we, we, we always want to anticipate when the time is coming, but he's preparing you for the time you're currently in. It's like, wait, but I thought you said he was preparing them for Jesus' coming. He is. But the time that you're currently in is what he's preparing you for with this letter. It's like, wait, you're confusing me. No, I'm not, because I want you to hear what he just said. He said, I have written this letter and the one before to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the apostles. Why? Well, because of people that are coming and following their own desires. This is verse three. Why? So that in verse 18 or 17 or 18, so that you can grow in the grace in knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ, to whom, to him be the glory now and forever. Amen. So that you can grow 
and the grace and knowledge of your, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And why do you want to do that? So that you won't be distracted by all these people. In verse 3, the scoffers scoffing and following their own evil desires. He is preparing you for the time that you are currently in which will be preparing you for the time that will come when Jesus returns. So what does it all mean? The preparation is, what is, how do you say it? The preparation isn't a dependent on the time. The preparation is independent of the time because what you do now, this is a disclaimer, what you do now will be the same thing you're going to do then. And it will be no different. If you are growing in grace with Jesus now, you're going to continue to do that then. So the time has no bearings on what it is God needs you to do now. And what he needs you to do now is what he needs you to do forevermore. If you're going to be with him if you're going to be with him, he needs to continue. You need to continue to be stimulated to hold some things. You need to continue to recall the words that were spoken by the holy prophets. Because what did he say over in verse uh, seven? No, not seven. Uh, where did he say that? Could he talk? He said I need where he wanted to be godly. Here it is, verse eleven. Because everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people you ought to be? Verse 11, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. As you look forward to the day of God and hoping, when they say speed its coming, and hoping that his coming would happen sooner and sooner and sooner and sooner, I got to keep being holy. I got to keep being godly. Keep being godly. It doesn't change. Why? Because when that time comes, that's what you're going to keep being. It won't change. It will not shift. It won't shift. Now, I'm going to pause that because the problem that we have today is that we look at life like when he comes back, then we're going to start being holy. Then we're going to be spotless. Then we're going to be without blame. No. No, you're not. You're going to be the same thing then. If, you, if you're that now, you're going to be that then. And what Peter is trying to tell you is, and I love that he said, uh, what did he say? Being spotless. Verse 14. He says, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God now. Now. Because and if you jump back up to 13, he said, but keeping, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and new earth where righteousness dwells. Because when it does happen, there's no evil there. 
So if you're harboring evil now, how are you going to take evil into a place where righteousness dwells? He ain't going to make you righteous and then take you in. No, you're going to have to be righteous now. What God is wanting us to be has no bearing on the time that we are currently in and the time we are so purposefully and intently looking for. We're looking forward to that time. But we, what we are to be in the time that we currently in is what we will be when that time comes. Mm -hmm. And that's holy. And that's godly. And that's what our minds fixed on our Savior. And that's getting to know our Savior. And it doesn't change then because that's the whole state of living life with God. Knowing him. That is it. There's nothing. There's no different. But again, pausing that and coming back to where we are. We miss this. We miss this because we're so fixated on the time that we're currently in and we make excuses, you know what I mean, for our actions because of what time we are in. All right? We base it on the time that we are. If this is going on, now we call things trending, this whole trending thing. Trending was usually only in uh, uh, stocks and things like that. But now trending is what a person is. A person is trending. A person is being talked about numerously for whatever reason. And then we start incorporating these trends and these fads into our everyday life, such as social media. And then we start talking about how, oh, it's so needful. No, it's not that it's needful. It's just the time. It's the time that we're in. And because that's the time that we're in, then we get caught up into that fad. And now you got all of these churches publishing their stuff on YouTube, publishing their messages on, on Instagram because they're trying to keep up with the time because they want people to see them. That nothing to do with him. Oh, but they'll tell you it has everything to do to him, with him. These are lies. It's about becoming relevant. It's about becoming, it's about gaining the attention. Because back in the day, you remember when everybody started doing a TV, TV ministry? Everybody wanted to do a TV ministry. Everybody wanted to get on TV. We even had people in Mount Pleasant airing locally. You remember that? You remember that on our local channels? You would you would pay for some cable and, and some of the, our churches would start airing locally. Some of the first Baptists, they were airing locally. You could, you could catch them at odd hours. And watch it. But that was the trend. Like, that's what we do. We follow these trends. And God is over here telling you, but I need you to be holy. I need your mind to be stimulated to wholesome thinking. I need you to be blameless. Every effort, every effort to be blameless, to be spotless, right? To live righteously. To, 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 to position yourself to be with God then by being with God now. But we're so distracted. My little cousin talked about this on his little video he did at the school. He was talking about social media. And, there, and it's funny, we'll use excuses as a why we need social media. We'll use excuses why we need TV ministry. We'll we make excuses as to why we need 
to be evangelists and start doing these crusades like Billy Graham. Trinity. Remember that back in the day, Billy Graham, and probably before Billy Graham, people needed to do these crusades because we got to go and be a spectacle and have all these people come out and we make a big ordeal of being popular in a place where people can come and hear us speak and then we're going to save all of them. And then we leave and then they go back to doing exactly what they did before you came. Why? Because we put more emphasis on the spectacle than we put on being holy. Then we put on being blameless. Then we put on stimulating. And these scriptures was there, was been here well before me and you. These scriptures have been here. You're talking about 16, 1500s, 1400s, possibly. That these scriptures were, were, were made public where people could just read them. Where it was like it was beyond the rich having it. Like poor men had it in their own language. No, somewhere around 14, 1500s. And then 16, 17, 18, 19, just all into the 20th century, we started getting, or the 21st century, we started getting it even more dumbed down for us to understand it. For us to understand scripture. For us to understand the written word. But missing why. It was given. It's, it's merely a form of entertainment. It's merely a form of what's happening. The Bible began to trend. All it's these trends. Like the internet. Exactly. Yeah, like the internet. Like the internet. The Bible like was trending. Social media. Began to trend. Everybody got to make a translation. Everybody got to make their own version. Everybody. And you get a version. And you get a version, Oprah Winfrey. And you get a version. The Bible is still the, the, still the number one selling book in the land. But then, the number one missed, misinformed, the number one misconstrued, the number one Ignored and the number one ignored book <laughs> in the land. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? What is the point? Because money changing a, in another form of entertainment, but not taking to heart what Peter is saying. I've wrote this to stimulate your mind to wholesome thinking. Wholesome. What's wholesome? Godly, in a nutshell, godly. What's godly? Thinking in the light of what God is directing you to do. It's just that simple. In the light, okay, I'm thinking in the light or in the manner of how God is wanting to direct my thinking to be. And then you start asking other questions. How does God want to direct my mind into thinking? Now that... Is a good question because now you have to start reverting yourself. You have to start stepping back and thinking about all the stuff you think about and how it affects everything you do and how are my thoughts affecting what I do 
And if I'm looking at my thoughts and I'm looking at what I do and then what I pattern that in a manner up against God and say, it represents God. It represents the father who has a son, the son who he gave to the earth to die and then resurrect and then go to heaven. Is it representing him in them? No. Or yes. Because what did Jesus do when he was here? How did Jesus's thoughts and his action resemble God? It was directly influenced by God. Everything he said, he said, the father told him to say. Everything he did, he said, the father told him to do. And then he said, I don't work unless the father tells me to work. I won't get up and work unless God told me to work. And then people going to listen to this and they're going to say, well, I ain't working because God ain't told me to, to work. And they'll make a joke of it. But that's cool. That's okay. But be not deceived. God is not mine. God knows them that are his. We can sit here and joke about it. But then if mm -hmm. you're truly trying to be about it, you know what I'm saying? If you're truly trying to be about it, then everything that I'm saying will resonate. It'll hit home. Because so many of us, man, are just stuck in a place. Stuck in a place because... We're so caught up in the trends, we don't know which way to go. We're searching for direction. My cousin was talking about scrolling on social media. You're scrolling because you don't know where to go. There's not a direct place for you to go. So you're looking, where can I go? Where can I stop so that I can be entertained? What video? Oh, this video is trending. Then you watch it, then I watch it, and it has my attention. But that only lasts for so long. Now I got to find another video. And I'm scrolling again. I found a new trend. Let me watch it. And then this continues to be repetitive and repetitive. But nobody's being still enough to hear what God is directing them to do or how God is directing them to think, how we are to think and regarding one another, when people do things to you that are not pleasant, when they say things to you that you may not like, right? How are you are to respond? Oh, I'm going to respond how I've been most directly influenced. Well, was it by God? No, it wasn't. It was by what I saw on social media. Everybody needs to get a black belt. You got more black belts today than you could than you ever had. Make me start to wonder. How significant is a black belt? This is just something that holds up your your. Hey, they giving them away. They giving them away. What is it called? <laughs> the, 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 the gi? I don't know what it's called. Whatever. And I was saying, how significant is it? This is just something that just holds up. It just ties your little little jacket together. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's like we we have gotten so caught up. Enter into, into entertaining ourselves that we have got it has it has truly shifted our focus from what God intended for us to do. We, I'm sorry, David is truly on my mind. Like David started out with, and, and this is what's beautiful that you the story you really never hear about with David. 
David stood out so much spiritually because he was so neglected physically. He wasn't even considered when Samuel went to his house. And this is just from Samuel going to his house. He wasn't even considered. Samuel came and he was like, yeah, we're going to sacrifice to the Lord. Did, do you have any sons? Jesse starts to introduce his son. He had seven of them that he introduced. And then he said, do you have any more? Well, my, my last son, David, he ain't nothing special about him. He didn't say that, but he said it. Well, no, ain't nothing special about him. He, he's out with the sheep. But bring him. And then his brother, his older brother, the one that was in the army, didn't seem to be kind to him when he came to bring him food. Wow, you just came down here to show yourself. That's all you ever want to do. You just want to show yourself. That ain't why I came down here. You, you big dummy, I'm bringing, bringing you something to eat. He's mad at David because David is, is walking in the admonition of God. And he's listening to this Philistine talk bad about God. But his focus then was God. When he faced the lion, his focus, God. When he faced the bear, his focus, God. When he was anointed king, when called, when Saul had the kingdom, his focus, God. At every turn, David's focus was God. But then, when David got established, his focus shifted. Now, I ain't gonna say his focus was David or all the women or the power. I ain't gonna say that. I'm not going to say that. But it shifted. He started making these decisions where you were just like, where I was just like, hmm, why would David do that? Because David was a man after God's heart. Literally, he was. If you follow the movement of young David, young David, pre and post Goliath, young David, Man, it was God. It didn't shift until David was established as king and he defeated, I want to say, I can't remember. It, it wasn't when he defeated the Philistines, but it was a couple battles after he defeated the Philistines. It may have been the Amalekites. I don't remember who. But he started saying uh, in, in one of his letters in Samuel, on one of his, his uh, not letters, but in one of his songs in Samuel, he started saying things like uh, people were, 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 were uh, they, they feared me. The sound of my name, they feared me. Like they, they, were, they were terrified, and I'm paraphrasing. But in one of his songs, this is what he was writing. They bowed to me. People I never knew bowed to me. <laughs> this is what he was saying. They bowed to him. He became distracted because he was trending. He was trending. Y'all heard about David? Y'all know David? And David, that, that's that dude. 
it got so much, it got to the point where David was so established. He's like, I, I don't need to go out to war anymore. I don't need to go to battle. So then in first, what was this, first Samuel, second Samuel chapter what, 10 or 11, when they when they said in the spring, when all the kings went out to battle. The kings they, go out to battle. Exactly. David's like, ah, I'm good. Oh man, they don't need me there. I, I can just send them. And they'll handle that. God has set me good. I'm good. But that, but think about young David. Young David. Let me at him, coach. Let me at him. He mm. wasn't even a warrior. You know what I'm saying? He was a shepherd. And his mindset was always on protecting the sheep. He wanted, he was the protector. But now he's, ah, I'm good. Yeah, I'll go handle that. And you, you begin to see that after, you know what I mean, his transition, you saw it more and more where he sent Joab to fight. He sent them to fight. He sent them. And he just laid, he was just laid back. Now his relationship with God didn't change. He still knew God was God. He still acknowledged God was God. You listened to his songs. He still wrote with, with, a, with a heart towards God. He wrote his heart was towards God. It was just, it was enriched. But there was a shit. It was a shift in his attention. He was distracted. He was distracted in his attention. And because he was distracted in his attention, during Bathsheba, before Bathsheba, once he slept with Bathsheba, and after him sleeping with Bathsheba, his decisions were off. He sleeps with Bathsheba. Bad decision. Well, he calls, he looks at Bathsheba, well, not going to war, bad decision. Goes onto the rooftop, sees Bathsheba, then sends for Bathsheba, bad decision. Then he Bathsheba comes, he sleeps with Bathsheba, bad decision. Then Bathsheba gets pregnant, he finds out about it, she sends word, lets him know she's pregnant. Then he sends for her husband to cover it up, bad decision. Then he doesn't want to sleep with her, he says, okay. Sends him out, puts him on the front line. Bad decision, right? And then after that, it's just more and more bad decisions that you see that you didn't see in young David. Not that he didn't make bad decisions in young David. He did, but you didn't see these type of decisions. He was the protector. He didn't protect Bathsheba. He didn't protect Uriah. He didn't protect his army. You know what I mean? He didn't protect his family. He didn't protect Israel when he did the censor. He didn't protect him. He didn't protect his family when he made the decision to let Absalom do whatever Absalom was doing. He didn't protect his family when he let Amnon rape his, his daughter. He didn't protect. He, he His attention he was distracted. And I don't know why or on what he was distracted on, but I do know this. Peter is telling us to not be distracted. He's telling us, I've written these letters to stimulate you to wholesome 
thinking because that's where it starts. When David started seeing that these people were bowing to him and fearful of him that he didn't know, started, he started thinking about this stuff. And I ain't saying that's what distracted him. I'm saying it played a big part. When you start fixating on things like that, it starts to get into your head. It starts to the trending of yourself. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you need this. Oh, you need that. And it was, it's one thing that God said, and I'm about to let you have it, brother. But God said something about kings before he established Saul. And he said, a king should only have one wife. A lot of people miss that. They should only have one wife. Saul had more than one. David had more than one. Solomon had more than one. And then you didn't know about the other kings because it was so it was so many of them in their time where some was short, some was long, da 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 da. But but the fact that he got he had so many of them. It just messed him up. It messed him up. And then his son, it messed his son up. The women. The fact that they needed so many of them. And you think about us today as men. The women. Messes us up. You can't just have one wife. Or just have one woman. Or you need a wife and then others. Or you need a woman and then others. You can't just have one. And you can't just have God. You need God and you need this. And you need this. And you need that. To keep you entertained. To keep you distracted. Because, because we can't have our attention fixated. We need to be distracted. Isn't that something? That's what the scrolling is. That's what the preaching on things outside of this stimulated people's mind to wholesome thinking and opposed to that, to opposing that and disregarding that to preach on things that are trendy topics in the world that are catchy, that, 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 that are draw your eyes on me, that bring you to me so that you can listen to me, so that I can get more views, so that I can get more likes. I'm not gonna get a lot of likes by telling people that you need to, your mind needs to be stimulated on wholesome thinking, that you need to make every effort to, to be blameless and spotless so that, so that 18, so that you can, Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not gonna gain a lot of views on that, brother. Never mind you. Yeah, man, gain a lot of views. But that's but that's 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 where we are. And I love the way Peter spoke said it. We have to stimulate one another to wholesome thinking. We have to remind 
one another to recall the words that have been spoken by the holy prophets and the commands given by our Lord and Savior. That's all I have, brother. That's all I have for that. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I like I like your emphasis on uh, on being in the now. Yeah. You know, you started that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Now is the term. Right. And now is eternal and, and we get distracted. We get distracted with the past and the future. Yeah. And now is the time. Because now is when the Lord can come back. Yeah. I mean, I mean how much how much better prepared can you be yeah. for his coming? Then yeah. right now. Yeah. And allow and allow and allowing that reality to direct your actions. Yeah. yeah. That's that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Remind you. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. But growing, but but and, and and like you said, that that last, yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's the last one. Mm -hmm. But growing in the grace, yeah, and the knowledge, and the knowledge, and the knowledge, yes, sir. But growing in grace, I mean, you stop and think about it. We 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 don't do a, we don't do, we don't major a whole lot in grace. No, we need it. No, yeah. we need it, and we know we need it. Yeah. Well, we haven't put that under the 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 academic academicians uh scrutiny. No. <laughs> no. no. There's more grace than knowledge. Right. <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's it is what a book. Yeah. What 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 two books? Yeah. Like you say, I mean, it's just it's 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 saying the same things over and over and over it, and over. It is the repetition is, and, and you talking about not growing weary. Now, don't yeah. don't get weary. Yeah, brother. Because that's what's neat, and and he's see when he puts um, when he put he. Holiness and godliness. Oh yeah, that's fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, without spot and blameless. Was it that one? No, eleven. Sorry. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly. Holy and godliness. Yeah. 
looking for and hastening the coming of the Lord, the, yep. the day of the Lord's coming. Right. Wow. So he puts our attention back where it needs to be. We got a Lord who's coming. We back we we back to the the story of the uh the bridesmaids. Right. We got exactly. an event. We got an event that we need to right. be ready for. That we right. need to be ready for. Yeah. We got to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um yeah, that that I mean, and and to hear that coming from Peter is sort of Sort of mind boggling. Mm -hmm. But now, like I said, thanks, brother. No, sir. Thank you. Thanks. And and and, and the and the and your little your little excursion into David. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Dave, before Bathsheba. Right. Yeah. And he suddenly, and he suddenly got distracted. Yeah. Before. Before. Bathsheba. Before Bathsheba. Yeah. Because Bathsheba was the big fault. Right. When he started sending Joe ball. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't Joab come back to bite him? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joab Couple times. Back. Huh? Couple times. Yeah. When he 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 uh he because cause Joab was a, a, a snake. Hey, there's no other way to put it. He was mad because as a hell, his brother was killed by right. Abinadab. Or was it Abinadab? Or was it a Bible? Uh, I, I don't remember the names. Abed, he was Abed, because Abed. Uh, no, sorry, Abner. Sorry, I got it. Abner was the chief of Saul's army, and right. so when Saul was killed, Abner. It's kind of strange. I don't know how Abner lived, and he was the chief of something. But anyway, but Abner lived, and Abner uh, promoted, helped establish his son Issachar, I believe, as king. And then Abner and Issachar accused Abner of sleeping with Saul's concubine. Abner became, you know, upset. And he was like, you know, I could turn this Israel over to David as God, you know, proclaimed it would be. And so, mm -hmm. but, but anyway, Abner killed Azahel, Joab's brother. And so when Abner went and talked to David about transferring the kingdom over and, and David was like, bring my wife to me. McCall, bring her. And then he brought McCall and, and he was leaving. And then Joab sent word for him. And then when Joab came back, he, he was like, let me talk to you. And then he killed him in the temple. And that was the first time. He was upset. Why are you upset? When David was establishing something with Abner, you go and kill him. That wasn't godly. And then he does it again with uh, a messenger. When when Joab was doing all of this stuff behind David's back, 
David was like, I can't trust this dude. And he didn't say that in the scripture, but that's basically what happened. So he promoted a messer. And then he ended up killing a messer the same way. Mm -hmm. Just sneaked up on him. Like he didn't like sneak up behind him, but he was like, come here, my brother. And then he grabbed him by the by the head, the beard to give him a hug. And then he stabbed him. Then one of them guys, you got to keep your eyes on like, like you don't let him get too close to you because you don't know what he up to. That's what he became. <laughs> and David was low key scared of. Scripture didn't say that, but he was. If it wasn't for his fear of God, he probably would have done something foolish in regards to Abner. Right. I'm sorry, not Abner, but in regards to Joab. In regards to Joab. Yeah. But his fear of God helped him to keep his composure around Joab. I could sense it just from the scripture. I could just sense it. He knew God had him where he was. So he knew that God wasn't going to allow Joab to do anything to him. But Joab was a sneaky snake dude. Even when he killed his son, Joab did that. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was Joab. And he's, he's told Joab, don't kill the boy. And then Joab, like, you, you care more about your son who wanted to kill you than you do any of us. Like, nah, that ain't it. It's just that he recognized it's his son, that the boy is the boy is dumb. And, and he also recognized this was happening to him for what he did by having you ride at uh, assassinate. Right. right. So it was guilt. It was guilt. So no, he didn't want to kill his son based on what he did. That was guilt. But Joab did his dirt. And that's a lesson too, man. Like people get, they, they allow power to consume them. Joab was a was a victim of it. That power consumed him. It consumed him. Yeah, that's 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 uh running rampant now. Yeah, it is. It's, it's running rampant. It is. But then again, it they keeping up with the trends. Yeah, it is. Keeping up with the trends. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As Paul says, when you judge yourself with yourself and by yourself, that's not wise. And that's what and that's what the that's what the social media platforms and that's is all about. That's exactly what it's about. That's all. It, that's all it's about. I'm a, I, how how do I measure up with everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Am I trending? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, buddy. I love your perspective. <laughs> I love your perspective because that's our world. Yeah, that's our world, and uh, 
And then they, to, to listen to Peter's writing, as old as it is, it's like breaking news. It's like breaking news. <laughs> it's, a, it's a headline, brother. It's a headline. <laughs> it's like breaking news. <laughs> it's like breaking news. Bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's breaking news. It's breaking news. His second letter to remind you. <laughs> oh yep. man! Oh man! Yeah, he's throwing it. I mean, he put it. He put it out there to stimulate, as a reminder, to mm -hmm. stimulate you to wholesome thinking. To mm. Stir us up. Yes, sir. Stir us up. Remind us why are we here. What are we doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got we we expecting the Lord. Yeah. We're expecting the Lord. And, yeah, and and, and 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 that's how we ought to be living. We're expecting exactly the Lord. How we ought to be living. Like we're expecting the Lord. The Lord. So I need to I need to position myself. Absolutely. For him now. Right. I need because I need to be ready when he comes. I need to be ready for yeah, I, I need to be ready to serve him. Yeah. I gotta be in a position. I gotta to be, be able to minister to his needs, whatever they may be. Whatever they may be. When he shows up. Because he's oh, by the way, he's right here now. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, and why am I fooling around with myself? <laughs> no, but it, but it, but that's breaking news. You know, it's a continuous banner going across the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. In red. In red, brother. Mm -hmm. In yeah. red. Yeah. And that's I and I think that's the thing that's lacking in all our ministry. Yeah. The fact that the Lord is coming back. Right. And we don't know when. Don't know when. Not and we act long. like we got all the time in the world. All the, we're waiting to be right. Yeah. yeah. We're waiting. When he get back then, I'm going to be what God right. need me to be. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to go. You're going to do what you, you're going to do. It like, and this that's the great point that you make. You're gonna do what you're doing now. Exactly. So you're gonna you're get gonna this do miss. what you're doing now. Right. Now is either gonna save you or now it's gonna kill you. It's gonna kill you. You're gonna be ready or you're not. Or you're not. And what I tell you is being ready for him. Yeah. And and Peter said, I gotta I gotta stir you. Yeah. I gotta stir him. He went and and he went right. I mean he I mean the way he put it, that you may be mindful of yeah. the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. That you may be mindful. Them two thousand, three thousand, four thousand year old words, yeah. Yeah. 
They're yeah. just as valid as they ever were. Ever were. <laughs> They're just yeah. as valid as they ever were. Man. That that's that's the thing that and see that puts a whole new perspective on when you look at God's word accomplishing what he intended. Yeah. And prophets. Yeah. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. Holy and godliness. Mm. I, I can remember when I used to say, what, what was the difference? Right. <laughs> right. I know, right? They both, they are both representations of God. Yes. Yes. That's what we need to be. But like, but like you said about David, and David is the is the illustration. Yeah. David had God. Yeah, he did. He, got, he had God on he his had, mind uh, all the time. His mind all the time. And see, we don't have no excuse. No excuse. We really don't. Have, we really have no, absolutely yeah. no excuse. Wow, wow, wow. Very good, Corey. Very good. Yes, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, listen to this one again. Yes, sir. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>